Welcome to the Nickel and Oboe Podcast, y'all. Today we got something a little different. Tis the spooky season after all. And we're going to give you our top 10, top of the dome Halloween picks. For movies. Yeah. Our best Halloween movies. Top 10 Halloween movies. If there are 10 movies you watch this October, make sure they are these 10. And the candy they pair best with. I didn't do that, but all right. (laughs) On the fly. We did watch a really fun movie last night called Spiral. Mm. New one, a Shudder original on the Shudder streaming service. Maybe I thought it was good and you didn't? I thought it was on, good. Based I on just, your face? No, I thought it was good. I just wouldn't call it fun. Well, yeah, fun is relative. But it was it was enjoyable to watch, certainly, but I didn't... And I had a good time, I suppose, watching it, though I watched it with like a grimace sort of on my face the entire it's scary. time. Yeah. It's scary. Definitely. That home invasion genre is one of the most affecting to me. Mm. It's one that really gets me more than others, more than just like a slasher at a camp or something. Yeah. That home invasion thing really plays with me and really scares me, but I thought it was really fun. Yeah, I thought it was good. I definitely... uh liked the movie as a whole maybe not fun yeah fun i would not use that word but um and then what was the movie that you watched the other day that you watched house of the devil okay so we we might get into this but i just want to let everyone know owen watched he put on this movie like in the middle of the day i think i got home from work around 6 or probably yeah 6 six thirty, and he's watching it and then and I was like I want nothing to do with this I can already tell it's very scary so I went into the other room and was reading my book and Owen oh, paused it I think we made dinner or we just kind of hung out for a little bit and then uh, I was going to go read my book again Owen oh, put this movie on and was like come watch the end with me and I reluctantly joined for just like the most one of the more brutal and really terrifying movie endings I've ever seen yeah mistake by you so yeah mistake don't trust me The movie was called The House of the Devil? The House of the Devil. That's another one that's streaming on Shudder right now. It stars Tom Noonan, who's just one of my favorite like weird character actors. He was in Heat really mm-hmm. quick as the guy in the wheelchair who like sells Robert De Niro the idea of robbing this bank. And then he's also in uh, Michael Mann's Manhunter. Tom Noonan plays the Tooth Fairy, who is the serial killer of that mm-hmm. uh, universe. And in Manhunter, that's one of the 
adaptations of Red Dragon, the right. Hannibal Lecter That's what series, and Brian Cox plays Hannibal Lecter in that, and he's just so good, and Tom Noonan is so fucking good, and William Peterson plays the detective Billy Graham, and he's so good that that movie is just fucking fantastic, but yeah, Manhunter would also be another honorable mention. Hannibal Lecter. Another Hannibal Lecter adaptation that's lesser seen, maybe. But I'll start out. Um, We're getting to our, again, the top ten movies of our Halloween season. Which is top five for each of us. So I'm doing not... five. Nikki's doing five. We'll see if there's any crossover. We have not compared yet, which is exciting. For and me. this is also really quickly done. So I didn't like go through our entire movie catalog over here. Or the Shutter movie catalog sure. to decide. So there's definitely... Yeah, we want to know what you woo. We want to know what you think. <laughs> what you think about our list and and our choices? Um, we also want to know your choices. Sorry. Please do though. Hit us up with your selections. I'd love to. Always looking for recommendations. We love to talk movies. My first movie. A lot of the movies I picked were streaming. Hopefully on Netflix or Shutter or Hulu. One or the other. Hopefully, a lot of these movies are streaming, but. My first movie is The Changeling, Hmm. a movie from the 80s directed by Peter Maydak, written by Diane Maddox and William Gray. This movie stars George C. Scott doing his best impression of a case of bourbon. He is the inhabitant... Is he he drunk the whole time, or is he, like... Is he leaning into being drunk the whole time, or is he trying to pretend he's not drunk the whole time? I think it's probably a combination of the two. At this mm. point, Any George given day. C. Scott, when he signed a contract for a movie, he also was guaranteed that he would have a case of whiskey delivered to his trailer every Friday. He was that kind of guy. Oh, word. He was, he was going pretty hard on the, on the wild turkey. Um, Gross. George C. Scott plays this piano instructor and college instructor who, by one way or another, ends up moving into this clearly haunted house in Seattle. And this is your quintessential haunted house flick complete with red bouncy ball bouncing down the stairs with no one at the top of the stairs that kind of thing like it is it's really awesome and it is one of those movies that's not dependent on jump scares the way a lot of modern haunted house stuff is it's really atmospheric and like you actually care about the characters and that's why you're scared not because it's like quiet, quiet, bang! Right. Like, that kind of stuff that's done so often in movies now. So. The Changeling is really great. It's streaming on Shudder. If you haven't heard of Shudder, it is the... It's a specifically horror movie genre streaming service, and it's just the best of the best. So, 
the changeling is my number one. What you got, Nick? Um, my number one, I really don't have mine in any particular order. So, um, my number one is probably more like my number three. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, mine isn't in any particular order either. um, I'm not saying the changeling is my favorite horror film or anything, but, yeah. But, um, one of my absolute favorite uh, Halloween movies is Trick or Treat. Oh, yeah. Just a classic and just my favorite, like, Halloween feeling movie. I mean, it basically takes place on... Halloween, and it's, it's so one good. of those uh, so like comic book adaptation movies. Yeah. Um, it came out in two thousand seven, and uh, it's just great. It, it it again, it sort of has like um, a couple vignettes going on, like a couple different stories that all um, I think come together around the uh, main main creepy character if you will which is like this little child in a pumpkin with a pumpkin head on little um, sam yeah little sam little sam hayne and yeah that movie's great it's so good uh stars another brian cox uh brian cox is he in that movie plays the neighbor oh. who's like with the dog or whatever who he's like trying to shoot them he like comes out on the porch with the gun okay Brian Cox is the old guy with the glasses, who's the neighbor, okay. who he like sees I believe you. the guy, the principal, burying the thing in his backyard, and he's like, what the fuck you doing over there, neighbor, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Another, another Brian Cox reference after Manhunter. Well, it stars Anna Paquin and... Fly Away Rogue. Home. And Rogue. <laughs> and, and broke. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, uh, Rochelle Atis, I think is how you say her last name, or maybe Ates. Um, and she's been in a lot of TV shows. Hmm. Um, and it's directed by Michael Doherty, who also directed Krampus. I was going to say that sounds really familiar. Which is a, a favorite of ours. Oh, yeah. Krampus uh, is. Uh, Super fun. Again, quintessential. That is fun. Krampus yeah. is fun. Krampus is fun. You're right. Not just it's for me. It's scary, but not, it's fun. <laughs> not just fun for me. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Trick or Treat is, uh, is my first in my top five. Hell yeah. That's a good one. That's one of those... I just love that. That's what's called an anthology where it's like four different stories kind of like weaved together over the same night. That Those are really fun, but they can be really bad hmm. if not done well. I've seen a lot of anthology films that are not done well, and Trick or Treat is done really well. My next movie is Candyman, which that one's really good. I hope everyone has seen... If you haven't put down everything right now, pause this podcast and go watch Candyman. 
1992 film directed and written by Bernard Rose. I'm not talking about the new, uh, soon-to-be remake of Candyman. Uh, How could you? That's not out yet. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I can't wait to. But Candyman, the original, uh, starring, of course, Tony Todd as the uh, titular Candyman. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, It is just... I think that's one of the scarier kind of slasher movies that I saw as a kid. Like, when I was going through at, like, 11 or 12 years old and watching all of the different, like, peak horror films, Halloween, Texas Chainsaw, uh, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, the one that really scared me the absolute most was Candyman because there was something about it where like living in an apartment complex and having to go to the bathroom and stuff and like something might be in the bathroom or something there was there was something about Candyman that was just so fucking scary to me as a kid like the bees coming out of his mouth and stuff and just everything about his character. I think Candyman has the best backstory of any slasher in the horror genre. Speaking of uh, remakes slash reboots, uh, even though this one is really neither, uh, I guess maybe it's a reboot, But next on my list is uh, the 2018 Halloween. Cool. Which um, stars Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode, uh, taking up her old character as an older woman. Um, Coming back. Yeah. Yep. I like that one a lot, honestly. The new reboot of Halloween by David Gordon Green. I really liked that one a lot. I did too. Um, super fun. I think just really uh, puts a nice end cap on the Halloween movies. Um, but I, th- I, think I thought it was, they, there was definitely sequel bait at the end of that, though, where yeah. the young woman. I mean. Sure, but I think it it really capped like Laurie Strode's character or. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character and Laurie Strode's story. You know, it just, like, really took, again, from, like, a... Maybe you're right. uh, Taking the first Halloween, if none of the other Halloweens were made, even, like, you could take the first Halloween, which came out in, like, 1970-something. 79, I think? Yeah, I was going to say 78. Could be even um, earlier yeah, than could, that. Yeah, but, 74 maybe. Not positive. Um, and then taking this one that came out in 2018, and I just felt like it was the perfect um, partner to that original story. And, yeah, just really kind of helps close that chapter for... Um, not not just her character, but her as as an actor, um, because that was her 
first role too and in itself it was like left sort of open-ended what happened to her and how she was affected by it and uh she said in some interviews that she like carried that character with her throughout her whole career and so i just think it's uh it's a great movie altogether um but if you're a, a fan of the halloween series and you haven't seen uh this last iteration i really think it's it's worth a watch it is really it's good it's really well done yeah it is a really little good. long maybe a little long in the tooth at the end as they um, usually are these but days it's good. Yeah. definitely good it is really good yeah you're absolutely right uh my next movie is one i think we've both seen i don't know if you remember it much it's called the wailing Oh, yeah, yeah. I've just, I've mostly watched you watch that. (laughs) (laughs) I believe that. Which is its own enjoyable film. I have watched it over and over because this film, directed and written by Hong Jin Na, it's a Korean film, Hong Jin Na, this movie is currently streaming on Netflix and on Shudder. I beg you. I beg of you, watch this two-hour and 40-minute Korean film about a family slowly being possessed by a Japanese devil. It is the fucking best. I love it so much. The acting is exceptional. You do, of course, have to read subtitles throughout the whole thing. Get over it. (laughs) It's the fucking best. This is one of the better, like, police procedural horror movies that turns into a family horror movie over the course of it. It's a bit of a slow burn. The Wailing, I think it came out in 2016. I'll have to watch The Wailing. I know you won't be upset about uh, a rewatch. I've got it on Blu-ray. I don't want to know it. I will not be mad. Um, I'm going to take a pause here and just say that I've neglected my duties um, as the candy woman. Um, So for the changeling, the candy that is best paired with the changeling is Sour Patch Kids, because they change from sour to sweet. Good pick. Uh, For Candyman. Pretty wide open canvas there. Honey Sticks. Good one. For The Wailing, I went with Mystery Flavored Airheads, because I don't Mm, really know That's good. I would also... it's in black and white, I think. I would... It's not in black and white, but I would... That aside, I would also go with, like, black licorice. Oh, I thought black licorice. I thought about black licorice for the whaling, so. It's not tasteful. It is rough, y'all. The whaling gets fucking crazy, but it is so fucking good. I cannot impart that enough. It is so fucking good, even if it tastes like black licorice. For trick or treat, the... Best candy pairing is the candy apple. Oh, good. 
because I was going to say candy corn, and I was going to have to... And the pick for Halloween, the 2018 version, is Pumpkin Reese's. I think that works. I was going to say, like, pumpkin spice latte, because Dr. Satane's face gets stomped like if you were stomping on a pumpkin mm, in that yeah. movie. Well, it really, and you see it. Pumpkin spice latte is not a candy. It's fun, not a candy. Fun fact. It's not a candy, and it's also not good. Folks, may I just say, a lot of pumpkin spice stuff this time of year, not good. Some of it's good, though. That Downey's it's, it's really pumpkin rare. cider. It's really so rare. good. That no. Downey's pumpkin cider. Don't nah. I would say the majority of it is not good this time of year. Also, and they're just trying to make money off of you. I've don't, been don't buy into the pumpkin spice fad. It's I've been not real. Passing on the pumpkin spice latte, the PSL, and instead going for the pumpkin, the cold brew with pumpkin like cold cream from Starbucks also very good and just like a nice light hint of pumpkin uh, and also pumpkin cheesecake is great so um, you know there are there are good pumpkin options out there my next film in my top five Halloweens is one that I think that would make both of our top 10 like horror movie period lists like if we were going to do a top 10 horror movies no of all time yeah exactly of all time um what do you got and that film is the original texas chainsaw massacre of course classic by toby hooper classic and that it just gets scarier every time Definitely. it's just like like and you, I rarely rewatch something or frankly do anything that I know is gonna scare the piss out of me and this is one that like I know that it's going to. I feel that like my familiarity with it is my demise because I'm like, I know this movie. Yeah, so I like, know exactly and what I happens. like it. So it's not gonna be as scary. And then But it is every time. It's a fucking scary every time. <laughs> when Leatherface like when the he's already killed the woman and when the guy comes in after her and Leatherface just like slams open that huge metal door and bashes him in the head and then slams it shut like it's just it's the scariest fucking thing ever like it's it's still I think that and The Shining for me exactly like you said like they just get scarier every time you watch them yeah. like I know exactly what happens but it just scares the piss out of me and like even at the end spoilers when he's like 
when the girl is in the truck and Leatherface is like spinning the fucking chainsaw in yeah. the middle of the road, you st- you're still like she. He might get her. Yeah. Like he, she's not safe yet. Right. <laughs> like he he might get after her. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. No, it's such a good pick. Yeah, yeah. And that just like iconic. Uh, chainsaw moment and like it at the end um, where he's just kind of like like yeah, swinging, swinging around around and doing pirouettes oh my god <laughs> it's the best yeah oh my god and honestly version I, I don't hate that uh, remake with like Jessica Biel mm. from mm-hmm. the early 2000s I'm, I loved that movie when I was like 13 yeah <laughs> I can see what you mean when you say a horror movie is fun. It's like Texas Chainsaw Massacre is. It is fun. It's a. It's fun. I know that it's gonna scare the piss out of me, but I'm gonna like enjoy that. It's fun and it's funny. I and think. it has a sense of humor, like the yeah. guy. Um, got the brother in the wheelchair. What's his name? Um, like Daryl or something. Yeah, I can't remember. I think it's Daryl. I can't remember the brother's name who's in the wheelchair and they have to kind of just like drag him around and push him through the woods and he's sort of like I think he's gotten a lot of backlash recently as a character for just being like too pissy or something but Mm. he's like he's really funny and those moments of his comic relief and stuff are crucial to like I mean the movie opens on that terrible voiceover of like all of this happened in Texas in like it's it's fucking terrifying and then the first thing you see is like a grizzled decomposing corpse in a graveyard that's been dug up like zoomed in real close it's horrifying yeah so it's it's also i think it's funny also yeah. like and that kind of lightens the mood somewhat before it gets absolutely the worst. And yeah. they bring Grandpa downstairs. Right. And the uh, candy that pairs what? Then the candy that pairs best with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I would say, is... Can't wait to hear it. The Everlasting Gobstopper. Hmm. Because it... I like, would have said beef jerky. No. Get nasty. Not a candy, by the way. I love beef jerky. Everlasting Gobstopper is why? Um, well, because they change flavor the longer you enjoy one. That's interesting. They change color anyway. They change flavor. Mm. In theory. I think that's a myth. I think they change flavor. That's a myth. I used to get down with some everlasting gobstoppers. Me too. We should get some this weekend. Haven't had any in a long time. We'll get some uh, when we watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yee! I don't know what day that's going to be. October 1st. We kicked off October with Texas Chainsaw Massacre last year. I know. It's got to be a tradition. It's going to be our tradition now. So, when you're listening to this... We might be watching Texas Chainsaw. We might be watching Texas Chainsaw. uh, Well, we hope you kick off your October listening to our movie picks. 
We're going to be watching movies. We already watching movies, y'all. <laughs> my next movie, my fourth pick, is going to be Hellraiser. Written and directed by Clive Barker and adapted by himself, I guess, from one of his uh, short stories. Um, I was actually really surprised. I'm familiar with the movie, of course, but I was surprised to see that he directed it. Mm. I, I didn't uh, know that or remember it anyway, but um, it's an absolute tour de force, I would say, of Clive Barker aesthetic. Um, if you've ever read any Clive Barker or seen any of his other movies, like we have those uh, Books of Blood, mm -hmm. the like three volumes or whatever of his kind of novellas and short stories, and they're very um, dark. Uh, uh, books of Blood are dark. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that they're dark, they're very specific. This is the movie that introduced the iconic horror villain Pinhead, of course. Mm -hmm. um, Pinhead, do a Google search. If you haven't seen the movie, I'm sure you've seen Pinhead before. It's just absolutely iconic, like yeah. I said. Um, and frankly, the rest of his Cenobites are also iconic. And this movie is just really awesome. But that just reminded me of that, like, creepy-ass devil in the House of the Devil it, that we watched the other day. Yeah. And that face that looks like uh, Snoke uh, from Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, it but, had no nose. Yeah, but it had the same, like, like just, like, yeah, like shape, and, shape of yeah. face, too. Like, if, if Snoke wasn't based on that face, mm. I would be shocked. Mm. But also, just from, like, a scare factor, like, that was a practical effect in The House of the Devil. And Snoke as just a hologram and not even, like, a hologram of a costume, really. Like, a hologram completely CGI made and Snoke is pretty gross and a little scary but nothing Not compared to yeah nothing compared to that uh, face in the house of the devil which makes an appearance for like a total of maybe 60 seconds yeah, throughout like that whole five film. minutes yeah I, yeah I mean I think less he's in there a little bit but there's those but it's always At like... At the end when she's like running through the houses when you see the flashes of it kind of like... Yeah. Um, kind of the same thing as the flashes of Captain Howdy in The Exorcist. I think that was kind of their reference mm. for that. But it was it was really good. I, yeah. That, the, the end of that film. Yeah. The climax into the denouement. Mm. Pinky's up. Well, that's all I watched was that. Yeah. <laughs> that was the best part. I brought you in at the right time. Yeah. For sure. Uh, but yeah, Hellraiser's my one. Um, what? It's your fourth pick? Yeah. Esquite. Yeah. So, my number... Well, my next pick 
is uh, probably my first favorite scary movie. Um, and that is The Cabin in the Woods. Mm. Which is just so fun. It is. Um, that's one that's actually just, like, fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's actually fun. It's so fun. Um, it has, I think, some really good scares. Um, and I also watched it at a time where I was, uh, basically like a blank slate for, a tabla rasa for scary movies. And so, uh, so my background on scary movies is when I was 13, I ran out of the movie theater in the first scene of Scary Movie 3. Woof. Which is, which is spoiler remember. alert, not a very scary movie. I don't remember what the first scene in Scary Movie 3 is. I'll have to Well, I'll have it to look was it terrifying to my 13-year-old <laughs> self. Yeah. So, my... Uh, I think Scary Movie 3 is the one with, like, Charlie Sheen, where they're doing the signs... Yes, stuff. it is and when they're like doing the, the ring stuff and, and the stuff ring. like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the ring. And I think it actually starts off with the ring and the ring on the TV becomes the right, O right. And in it's scary Pam Anderson. Movie. Yes. Pam Anderson and is in... Pam Anderson. Yes, now yes. I remember. Yes. We got there. So it does start with like a ring spoof. So, yes, um, yes, yes. And it probably the is, is a little scary. The ring is scary as fuck, by the way. Yeah. The... We've been watching the original Japanese mm-hmm. Ring series on Shudder again. Hook up Shudder if you don't have it, if you want to watch scary movies. But that shit is scarier than a lot of stuff. I mean, woof. It yeah. is really, really scary, those Ring movies. Yeah. And so when I had seen Scary Movie 3, I certainly hadn't seen The Ring. That was like... Uh, yeah, so, again, my my level, uh, my threshold for scare at 13 was very low, and then my threshold for, for scare in 2011, um, when I was probably 17, was not all that much higher, and I hadn't seen a whole lot of, I'd seen some. You were, like, over it constant- after Scary Movie 3. I was always scared uh, during movies and was never, like, looking forward to seeing a scary movie. So when I saw Cabin in the Woods, it was like, I went into it like, not gonna like this, and loved it pretty much immediately. It was just like, this is, and yeah, I really loved it. It's it's a super fun um well written, uh, yeah, the director script. and writer Drew Goddard has done a lot of really great um, other projects, including uh, writing the screenplay for The Martian, um, which is another favorite movie of mine. I really love that. You um, do love that Martian. I know. Yeah, I know you know that. <laughs> um, and you don't think, like it as much, but I think, I think last that one's time so you fun. put it on with. Uh, friends, I think I left the room. And he wrote, uh, World War Z. Love that one too, honestly. He also wrote Cloverfield. Hell yeah. 
And uh, he was one of the creators of the uh, Daredevil series, which we oh, loved. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was so, so good. Yeah, that is a good one. Um, and also uh, starring Cap- the Cabin in the Woods stars Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, um, early Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, so worth it for that, if nothing else. Did you know, actually, fun fact about Cabin in the Woods... Chris Hemsworth is, of course, the, like, kind of archetypal hunk in that movie. Mm-hmm. But the stoner character, mm-hmm. the kid with the long hair, who has the amazing coffee thermos that turns into a bong. Yep. Uh, love that guy, by the Great way. Great character. But he, yeah. like, keeps his sweatshirt on the whole movie. And apparently he had to do that because he actually had better abs than Chris Hemsworth and they didn't want the stoner to show up the hunk. Damn. Fun fact. It's too bad. Would have been a fun... You wanted to see them abs? <laughs> <laughs> well, just what have... Yeah, of course. I mean, but would have been sidebar. A... Yeah. <laughs> sidebar can never have enough abs. Um, but... Yeah, I just thought that was funny when yeah, I read that. Yeah, that is funny. Would have been a, a fun, uh, like, you know, turning a, a trope on its head sort of thing. Yeah, but that's a that's a great fucking movie, though. And that stars, um, or not stars, but it has the, the two guys in the control room. Um, yeah, the, the uh, it has Richard Jenkins. Richard Jenkins and, and the, the other guy. And the dad from Get Out. Exactly. And the douche in Billy Madison. <laughs> exactly. What's Bradley Whitfield? I think. Bradley Whitford. Whitford. Yeah. Bradley Whitford. And he's, he's great. fucking great. Yeah, he's a good yeah. actor. He's so good yeah. at playing a douche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? He is yeah. fantastic, yeah. though, yeah. Great cast, great script. Uh, yeah, really, really fun. And another absolutely bonkers, batshit, crazy ending. Yeah. Um, yeah, that movie, where it ends up going... If you haven't seen it before, you will not guess, and it is wild. Right. It's really fun. Yeah. yeah. Yes. What uh, else do you want to say? I was just thinking about what candies go with Hellraiser and Oof. The Cabin in the Woods. With Hellraiser, I mean, Hellraiser, I would say it's one of those, one of those... Uh, urban legend apples with the syringe in it. Oh, Jesus. That's no. what goes with Hellraiser. No. Trick or treat. Um, For real though, um, Hellraiser, no. let's go with nerd's rope. Because you can Time. Go away, please. Hellraiser, let's go with nerd's rope. Nerd's rope, not only is it textural, it has that, it has little spikes on it, yeah. you know? Yeah, you can yeah. also... If need be, you can use it as a ligature. I maintain that. And Yeah, totally. Or a whip. Can, we can do it. Yep. It's nerd's rope. Mm. Hellraiser's nerd's rope. What do we got for... Uh... Cabin in the Woods. Mm, that's a really tough one. I feel like that one is a classic popcorn. I know it's not yeah. a candy, but you go popcorn with extra butter. You go popcorn and... Sprinkle some goddamn milk duds in that popcorn, right, you know, right. that's a goddamn, that's a goddamn treat. Right. You know what the best, one of the better movie experiences I ever had was 
Honestly, I don't even remember what movie I saw because the popcorn was so good. I got popcorn and I got peanut M&M's and I put more butter than should be allowed. That is my favorite way to have popcorn. I poured them all into the same bag. Oh my god. And it was I mean, I'm I'm rock hard right now. <laughs> all right, enough. <laughs> That's inappropriate, and no one wants to know. (laughs) Oh, boy. Real, though. Best. Best. All right, so Cabin in the Woods gets, uh, so far, I think, the best snacks. What's your next movie? My last one, to finish it out, I am going... A kind of newer movie, it is, for this time of year, the the witching season. It is just chef's kiss. It's The Vavitch. Mm. The Witch, directed and written by Robert Eggers, his debut film. Um, it is the story of, I think, like a 17th century... New England family who is ostracized from their village and has to go out and homestead by themselves basically kind of on the edge of the woods all of a sudden one morning their youngest son disappears and from there it becomes this sort of almost family drama of paranoia about who Mm -hmm. did what and stuff. Mm -hmm. But also, I think, again, massive spoilers if you have not seen The Witch. What I love about this movie is about 20 minutes in, before the kind of paranoia sets in and starts, you see as an audience, uh, as a viewer definitively there's a witch right and she's fucking grinding up this baby and eating him and spreading him on her broomstick and shit (laughs) and yeah and on her on toast and rubbing it into her eggs and then from there is where the paranoia starts and another awesome ending where everything is kind of like I hesitate to say redeemed, but sort of our main character, the daughter, Thomason, is redeemed. Mm-hmm. Um, Anya Taylor-Joy, I think is her name. Um, and this might have been her debut movie, but she's been in a lot of stuff recently and is still, like, blowing up. But, man, she is so fucking good. Yeah. Um, and the whole movie is amazing. I would suggest... I'd also put Robert Eggers... Uh, newest movie, The Lighthouse, in our in our honorable mentions mm-hmm. somewhere. Um, even though it's again not maybe like a traditional horror movie, but there are some terrifying things in that yeah. movie, and it's really fucking good. Um, but for both of his movies, because they are written in the dialect and like jargon of seventeenth century New England. I would suggest subtitles because it does help just kind of like 
bring you along in yeah. understanding what's happening. You can get it, but it helps. Yeah, um, I would highly recommend the subtitles. It's almost like a foreign language. To, though, yeah, but. to be able to just bare minimum understand what's being said. Lighthouse, um, I would say it's almost mandatory. But. Yeah, most definitely. But I think for both of them, there's just like, there's words that if you... If you mishear it as one thing, it's kind of like a song where like you can mishear it as something and that it takes on a whole different meaning than what the um, director may be intended. And there's something, you know, kind of uh, interesting and and introspective to, to think and talk about there, but um, oh. not, not just to like understand, to just bare minimum understand the movie, but also to there's like there's a lot of poetry in the writing in both the witch and in the lighthouse and it's just it's very i think it's very poetic and it it is worth uh reading reading well. and watching yeah, yeah. exactly mm. so um, yeah, but, uh, the, the Vivich was also on my first list, like my first crack at this. It's the, uh, it's an amazing it October season movie. Most definitely. Like, it's the perfect movie for this time of year, and yeah. it is, it's scary. Mm. Like, <laughs> it's definitely frightening. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, there's a couple... Parts where I usually close my eyes yeah. and watch through my fingers. <laughs> Those are the parts where I clasp my eyes wide open like in Clockwork Orange. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot it straight into my veins. What you finishing up on? My final pick for top five is also a witchy film. And it Finish it is up strong. A movie called The Craft, mm -hmm. which came out in 1996. Mm -hmm. And this movie is just like, uh, if I was, if I had been raised in a more witchy family, which I was not, um, I think pretty much everyone in my family hates horror movies, so... Uh, it was not something that I was really exposed to. Um, I was lucky for sure. Like, my mom and dad, we would have movie night. I, th I feel like it was, like, Friday every week, even when my brother and I were in, like, middle school mm -hmm. before they separated. And we would watch, like, I remember we watched Psycho, and mm. we watched The Birds. We would watch, like, old classic horror, like... And we, like, we watched Towering Inferno and Jaws and just, like, yeah. old dope shit. Yeah. And they really did a, did me right. Yeah. Like, turning me on to just really cool shit. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't see The Craft until really, really recently. That was oh. not one that was on my list. Um, or on my radar, rather. Yeah. Well, that was one... But I love um, it. It's like a... It's like a great uh, sort of uh, coming of age film as well, you know, for totally. like 
just a, a more like a darker sort of um, goth culture and and um, absolutely yeah it's it's really really fantastic I loved that movie um, watched it for the first time just a year or two ago but a good cast. really uh, just kind of stuck with me as like the coming of age movie that I wish I had seen when I was coming of age. In your coming of <laughs> yeah, age. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. Um, Me too, kind of. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. It definitely is. And another good cast. Um, Faruzia Balk, Nev Campbell, Rachel True is awesome. Rachel True is on that really awesome horror noir documentary on on Shudder. Mm. Um, that's all about, like, horror in the black community and stuff and it's really really great yeah so i think that 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 sums it up for me and i i you know we really i really tried to stick to the what's our candies oh well for the vich i almost feel like I almost feel like I want to say candy corn, but candy corn is so gross. <laughs> but I want to go with something like traditional because yeah. it's such a perfect October witch movie. Yeah. <sighs> the witch is tough. Um, you know what? For the witch, give yourself a king size Butterfinger. <laughs> Or a king size Snickers, or a king size whatever it is you like the best. King size Reese's Fast Break. Let's go. Give yourself your favorite candy ever, because you're going to need it. I can dig that. I can get down with that. I actually, I just had an inclination for the bitch. What do you got? But it is going to be the one for the craft, and it is... Cider donuts. Oh, oh, that's it like is a cider that's, donuts. that's some adult candy. That is. Delicious. Kids love cider donuts too, though. They might. I they, never had cider donuts growing up, but oh. man, I love them now. No, I was Oof. exposed to cider donuts as a young Delicious. as a young child. Oh and I can remember making cider donuts with my youngest brother when he was like five. So yeah. it's definitely you grew up in New I grew England. Grew up in though. New England, yeah. yeah where where it's apple picking it's and different. and apple cider is uh, basically in my blood this time of year. Didn't do much apple cider donuts in Virginia, as far as I can remember. No. Um, Quick little honorable mentions before we wrap up. Um, well, one that made my original list that ended up falling off uh, as I reworked it was also the classic. And if, if you haven't figured it out already, I like the classics and sort of the feel goods. Mm. And um, that was, uh, that is... Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah. Which, another one that, like, I hadn't seen in years um, until we watched it last Halloween season. I've seen The Exorcist 172 times. It just gets funnier 
every time <laughs> I say it. And that that Beetlegeist is awesome. Is so good. Michael fucking Keaton, man. Really oh, good. Man. And uh, fun, still scary. Um, yeah, also scary and great practical effects again. Yeah. Really awesome little miniature models yep. and stuff. That fucking credit sequence of them like helicopter shotting through the miniature village yeah. and stuff. Oh, it's so adorable. It's so fun. I love it. Yeah, it's the best. Beetlejuice is fucking awesome. I'm going to say there's been a lot of really cool, if not traditional horror, like horror-centric stuff recently. I think we talked about Spiral earlier that was really fun. We finally saw the Charlie Kaufman I'm Thinking of Ending Things on Netflix, which definitely was tense, mm. if nothing else. Mm-hmm. Uh, full of suspense and weird horror elements. Um, there was Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, that new one by uh, Andre Overdahl, mm-hmm. which is really great. Another awesome October season movie, I think. Yeah, that one was fun. And I I, uh, I think well, I was talking about that the other day with a couple of co-workers, and I think they had said that they hadn't seen it but hadn't heard great things about it. And I was like... I feel like I can remember maybe not hearing great things about that one also, but I thought that was very fun. I will watch it every October. Yeah, I thought that one was it's very fun. It's a great October season scary movie. Yeah. I thought it was really awesome. Yeah, loved it. Uh, the one I really want to point out, though, is Gretel and Hansel. Mm. That new one by Oz Perkins. Yeah. Um, which stars... The girl from It, the girl who plays Bev in the new It movies, Um, and she also, she's the new Nancy Drew, Mm -hmm. apparently, which I've, like, seen on DVD and Targets. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it... Love Nancy Drew, by the way, growing up. Not knocking Nancy Drew, just out of my uh, age range at this point. I'm talking about what I've seen her in, is all, um, recently. Yeah, I felt like I had poo-pooed Nancy Drew in my comments. So oh, no, certainly no poo-poo to Nancy Drew, The Hardy <laughs> Boys, or Encyclope- Encyclopedia Brown. I loved Encyclopedia Brown as mm. a kid. Do you even know what I'm that is? I'm not familiar, no. See, now I feel like you're poo-pooing encyclopedia brown and everything changes i'm not familiar i'm not poo-pooing uh you you know i don't poop on the things i don't know but gretel and hansel um from oz perkins who also did the black coat's daughter another one by uh Hmm. a24 that i think last time i checked it was also on netflix um but both of those are fucking awesome and gretel and hansel again is another just perfect October season movie. It is the traditional Hansel and Gretel story. Well, based on. Based on, but this one does a lot more focus on Gretel, the young woman, and it's really more of, again, kind of a coming-of-age story almost. There's a lot of, like, puberty allegory and stuff that makes for horror 
mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you were a kid yeah. like me going through puberty. Totally. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Puberty is horrifying. It's, the, it's terror. Especially when you don't know what's happening to your body. Yeah. No, it's, oh my God. Yeah, so... Um, but yeah, that one was really awesome. Another really recent movie, I think. Yeah. But um, another perfect in the in the vein of the witch. I think it's just a perfect October spooky movie. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, I really, really liked Gretel and Hansel. I also have on my honorable mentions list Get Out. Um, just a, a great little horror I have film. Us on mine, mm, so. Yeah. Us may be, I don't know, I think you could argue that either one slash both fit into the, like, Halloween horror specifically. Um, Us, I think, is kind of more a summer movie. Yeah, you know, but yeah, that's it's definitely not a that's October what I was gonna say. kind of movie, but I and think it's still the traditional horror, and it's still scary, and I love that movie, but Get Out is also awesome. Get Out is maybe more the fall season pick, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, there was another movie I was going to say that about earlier. That it's more summer? That is just more out of season. Uh, no, it wasn't Texas Chainsaw. Maybe that's just because it's in Texas, but I think of that as more of a summer movie. Mm. It's not like... Yeah, I think of that as Halloween because the first ever, like, Halloween night scare for me was when I was out trick-or-treating and there was a guy with a chainsaw fucking walking around and just Jesus like doing Christ. like the fucking pirouettes and shit. And I hadn't even seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre at that point. Jesus fucking and Christ. that was like, like, just, so like when I did see it, I was like, okay, like that is one of those, I like collective unconscious scares where yeah, like yeah. everyone is terrified of someone walking around with a chainsaw that rings a bell <laughs> yeah and i'm still fucking terrified yeah. of it yeah um god almighty can you imagine that reminds me of a story my mom told me about my, her dad my papa mm-hmm. apparently on like halloween's in the 70s he would just like ride around in his car and like reach out of the window and like at kids and like try and like freak them the fuck out i was like yo you would get arrested for that like can you imagine this guy walking around with a goddamn chainsaw like (laughs) dude you're seriously hello fbi (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck yeah yeah it was it was tough uh to narrow down these down to like a top five Halloween horror film for sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I had a hard time. There's a yeah. lot of honorable mentions that I have yeah. that I'm bottling up. <laughs> but the last one I want to say is um, you mentioned Beetlejuice earlier, which is just amazing. But another really awesome Tim Burton Halloween season film is his 
version of Sleepy Hollow. I had that on my list, actually. Do you really? Oh yeah, my God, I, I do. love that one with yeah. Johnny Depp and Christina Ricci and um, fucking Christopher Walken plays the Headless Horseman in like flashbacks and stuff with like sharpened weird vampire teeth and stuff. Oh my God. That movie is so great. It's every cast member in that movie I feel like every face you see you're like oh it's that guy oh it's her oh I've seen her before oh it's that guy it's like it's like everyone that plays a professor in the Harry Potter movies is in that movie yeah like yeah there are so many great moments um Johnny Depp is fantastic in that movie that one is so fun and such a good Again, just October season. Yeah. Fun one. Not not super scary. I would say that's like a family film. Almost, right. Yeah. So yeah. fun. I and can't wait to watch it again. Uh, I have a lot of, of those movies that I kind of started to write down as like, you know, favorite Halloween movies and then had to, you know, kind of refocus myself on like Halloween horror specifically. Yeah, you know, I would say, so. like, Sleepy Horror isn't, like, hardcore fucking scary or yeah. anything. But, but it is scary. It is... Like, especially for a, a it's kid, spooky, it's got yeah. a creepy, spooky vibe. Um, and just really fun. Yeah, yeah. I love that one. And uh, definitely a classic. I have written down, I, I think it's funny, like, uh, I, I also... Well, I think it's funny, we went on sort of a... A Halloween horror kick. I feel like Midsummer this year, and we Midsummer wa- directed by Ari Aster. <laughs> um, Sidebar. I love Hereditary. I keep trying to love Midsummer, and I just can't. I don't know what it is. You, I think you love Midsummer, right? I like Midsummer a lot. I like Midsummer a lot. I never, I never can get a read on you on on movies that you like because I feel that like like you bought the director's cut of Midsummer, and like I say, I but keep you trying, don't love it. I keep trying so I'm to confused. Love it. I keep trying. And I've, watched I've spent, it like five times. I've spent like a hundred dollars trying to love this movie. And <laughs> we saw just, it in theaters. Still, we have it on Blu-ray, and we have the director's cut. I have the but you don't $50 love it. Fifty-dollar so. cloth book director's cut. Like I, I like it a lot, but I, I Hereditary is just. You like that one better. It's not even that I like it better. It's like I think Midsummer is just so different. Yeah. And it's such a kind of vast epic tale. And I think Midsummer never scares me. Mm. Midsummer is never scary to me. Yeah. No matter what happens. It's there's gore and it's fucking gross yeah. when the people jump off the cliff and stuff and like you know, the guy like even I would say when we saw it in the theaters 
And the craziest thing that happened was the kid was strung up in the shed and, like, his lungs were outside Mm -hmm. of his body. The, Mm -hmm. like, British kid from London and there Mm -hmm. were, like, flowers in his eyes and stuff. And immediately I thought that happened in, like, the second episode of the Hannibal TV show. Right. Right. And if you want to see fucking scary and crazy deaths and crazy ornamental kills that Hannibal TV show check that Hannibal out because then he also serves ornamental crazy dishes of those organs yeah yeah <laughs> it's, it's just fucking wild. That crazy is, that, that, that show so fun that and show is chef's kiss yeah wild <laughs> yeah um but a midsummer is a but yeah it just never scares me yeah midsummer is is uh psychologically scary movie where like it's gaslighting. I get into a place of considering is number one Danny the main character is com- you so good is completely alone yeah and that is is sort of a piece that like if you can't imagine what that's like which a lot of people can't and and you know that's no uh easy task or or feat for like the director to expect of his audience to be able to like really empathize um with what it would be like to be completely alone. And she is, yeah. To the point where, like, her boyfriend is a piece of shit, but he is the only person who she knows and can rely on, even though she really can't. She's, like, relying on a um, stick figure. Yeah. Argument think, for a boyfriend. I think that's what's... That's what I do like about it is those intricacies were, were sort of like getting into the weeds here on Midsummer, but I don't mind. But yeah. um, like the one person she really does have in her life now, I feel like, is Pele. The well, now, friend of yeah. Christian who sort of reaches out and is like, I, I can understand where you're coming from. My parents died in a fire, blah, blah, blah. But... And but, he's the one who brings them to the compound, and he's still is reaching of, out. But is all of that... Yes, I know. Do you know what I'm about to say? Is all of that by design? And on purpose from him? Is he luring her in? Well, is all... To the compound. To be the May Queen. 100%, I think. But is all of that not just by design of Pele but by design of the world. You know what I mean? Like, like have, like, I, I feel like it's got a, an existential theme of, like, nothing is in your control and everything is pre-planned. So no matter what Danny did, like, this is where she would end up. She doesn't have any free will. So she, yeah, yeah, totally. So there's like a, I think that that that's fucking bleak. Plays a part in 
really feeling the horror of this movie. Yeah. Is that... Yeah, I mean, a free will, I think, is a... That's definitely a fair assessment like, of that. I just but mean, like, like, fate. Like, yeah. it's all... And that's... She, it's destiny. She yeah. has no choice. She has no choice. Like, this is where... It all she, leads. Yeah, exactly. Her life leads to. And... Yeah. You know, sort of everyone is a pawn in everyone else's design, whether they know it or not. Yeah, and I think I think my main thing about it is hereditary absolutely scared the pants off of me. Mm-hmm. And I was maybe unfairly expecting the same thing from Midsummer when it's a completely different examination and like project you know right i just wanted it to scare me way more than it did yeah and i was never really scared by it but i do like it a lot yeah and i just want i want to appreciate the craft but i want to love it yeah yeah for sure i'm I'm still not there yet well what we watched midsummer for horror movies besides midsummer hey were we're back I know what you did last summer. Yeah. Which is a summer movie, but like a classic horror. Uh, it is that 90s teen horror that is just, there's nothing yeah. like it. And Scream. We watched Scream and we Scream. watched Scary Movie. Like yeah. literally one one day and we watched Scream one day. No, I think we might have watched Scary Movie first and then Scream. Um, we, were, we were playing the hits. But we were. We just sort Fuck of yeah. like, yeah, quarantine did stuff to us. <laughs> we were... I get, a, I get a little woozy here, man. <laughs> I'm uh, fucking dying here, man. God, I love Stu from Scary Movie. Shout out uh, Matthew Lillard. Yeah. Shout out Matthew Lillard. Love you. Love you in Scream... Love you in SLC Punk. Love you in The Descendants. Love you in Summer Catch with Freddie Prince Jr. Yes. Love you in Scooby-Doo. Love you in the new fucking Twin Peaks. The guy kills it yeah. every goddamn time. He's great. Love you, Matthew Lillard. Shout out. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Matthew Lillard is not listening. If you know Matthew Lillard, send him the link to our podcast and also send send us an email (laughs) so we can be friends. If you don't know Matthew Lillard, but you want to talk movies with us or share your favorite Halloween horror movie or share your feedback on our favorite Halloween horror movies. Yeah, let us know what you think. I'd Hit love to know up. your guys' reactions, um, everyone's recommendations for us. You know, there's a lot, again, that we left out. We're sort of condensing, even though I'm sure this is going to be over an hour again. But <laughs> we're, we're conde- we condensed our list. Guys, if, if we had done our top ten each... We would be here for hours. You'd be here till October 3rd. (laughs) No one wants that. Get to it and watch these movies and let us know what you think. Thank you so much for listening. Drop us a line at nickel and oboe at gmail. N-I-C-K 
E-L-A-N-D-O-B-O-E at gmail.com. Tweet us. At Nickel and Obo. Or individually, you can hit up Owen at... I'm at Owen is the cat on Twitter. And Nikki is at... Pumped up N-I-K. That's Pumped Up Nick on Twitter and on Instagram. Thanks, y'all. We'll hear you next week. Happy October. Happy spooky season. Love to be here. Love you. Bye. Witches and warlocks. Witches and warlocks. And wizards. And whatever else you want to be And ghosties. Ghosty schools, caspers, whatever. Gnomies. Fairies. Fairies. Sasquatches. Werewolves. Vampires. Trolls. Trolls. Um, and everything in between. And whatever else we miss. See ya. Bye. Bye.